Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And after 131 episodes of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, I am joined by the man who, when he was a child, he caught a fever and his hands swelled up to balloons. And now he's got that feeling once again. He cannot understand this is just who he is. It's Benjamin. Yeah, um, I'm also known as Floyd. So you call me that in your spare time. Ah, uh, very good. Um, and when I had that fever, I turned a very a very bubblegum hue. Mm. Um, hence my, my wondrous nickname that was stolen by bloody Keith Moon. Prick. Uh, Pink Floyd. Benjamin, you've been ill this week. I've been fiercely, fiercely, fiercely under the weather, Michael. You'll have to... Forgive my tone. I've been watching a lot of Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Um, yeah, I've been very under the weather. I'm still under the weather. So if I occasionally disappear off screen, you hear no. <laughs> Probably because I'm dying in the There's corner. There's no screen, Ben. It's podcasting. Anyway, uh, should sh- sh- look, should listen. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good. Ben, oh, it's a bloody chock-a-block week of news, but old news, Ben, because the, they've only gone and done it, the bastards. Bloody they've bastards. only gone and released everything the Monday after we record on a Sunday. In, in the Hollywood Hills, Michael, they plot against us. They wait for the episode to come out, and they're like, right, they talked about this this week, this this week, this this week. Let's get them. Release all the trailers. Ben, it was CCX, I believe. Uh, what's CCX? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's um, Brazil Comic Con, isn't it? Is that what, is that what it was? Comics are very big in Brazil, Michael. But apparently, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. we were going to have an episode with a Brazilian, but he disappeared. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Wonder yeah. where he is. You made him disappear. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In the desert outside of Las Vegas. Well, one can only dream. What happens in Vegas, Ben? Usually, gets broadcast all over the tabloids as soon as possible. Cause it's I, great news. I don't think so. Huh? Yeah. Do you think it stays in Vegas? Oh yeah. Oh, most of the time. Oh. Anyway, Michael, you were you were on a point there, and we just rambled. Yeah. What are, what are you doing? Uh, the trailers, Ben. Monday, they all came out. Wonder yeah. Woman got a trailer. Wonder Woman. Well, that's very anarch anarchist and anar- anachronistic. Yeah, that's the fella, Ben. She's got her costume on from the from the Kingdom Come. The big bloody Kingdom Come costume on her. Yeah. She's like a big, shiny big lady. Golden eagle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. good. Looking forward to it. Interestingly, Michael, it was pointed out that all, thanks to Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, all, <laughs> all of the characters in Trinity, yeah. a Batman, yeah. a Superman, yeah. a Wonder Woman's, yeah. um, have had their Kingdom Come costumes on, now. On screen now. On screen now. Because yeah. bloody Kevin Conroy's there in a big bloody mech suit. Well, Ben, don't spend your load. We're talking about bloody Wonder Woman first. <sighs> Great trailer. Where, where does Chris Pine come from? Where, where in the world has Chris Pine come from? Do you think from? he's a clone? I have been, I have never been more shocked until the time we found him hiding under your bed, Michael. Very, very unfortunate incident. Very unfortunate. Chris was just dropping in to say hello to surprise mm-hmm. his old friend, Michael. Yeah. And I came in to search for something that we were looking for for the podcast, and I only looked under the bloody bed, Michael, and there was Chris Pine. That's a really weird story you've... <laughs> oh, I've confused <laughs> Chris Pine with your cat, Ed. Oh, yeah, no, he, he was there. He's just a little ginger cat. Ben, do you think he's a clone or some sort of magic ghost, or is he her imagination? What's going on? I'm going to say imagination. Think imagination? Is he a grief nation? Because, you see, there does appear to be a scene in the trailer where he's like... He's all shivery and shaky and he's like, we have to do this. So I'd say he's mm. some sort of artificial construct that has a time limit. Maybe he's been built by Maxwell Lord yeah, in some form. because he's a real prick. He is a real dickbag, apparently. Yeah. Real dickbag. Mm. I'm not all that caught up on who Maxwell Lord is. Michael. Maxwell Lord invented OMAC. Or no, oh, Brother Eye. Brother Eye, I think. He invented yeah. Brother Eye and Brother Eye can make you into an OMAC. So Wonder Woman decided to kill him. Oh yeah, there was that whole arc, and there was she did his head. She did the she, she general zodded yeah, him. Yeah, she general zodded him. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that now. I remember that so now. He's a real prick. Maxwell Lord's a real prick. So it could be a construct used to muss with her. Yeah, to muss with be. her head. Mm. Um, yeah, so it could be that. I like that he gives her a cheap Casio watch. Yeah, because he gave her her pretty proper, proper bloody, bloody long term World War Onesie watch. It's a little twist. Yeah. Um, it was it was enjoyable to see. Uh, I am excited to see that the various villains that we're going to have to encounter in this one, Michael. The cheetah. The cheetah is going to have to pop up. Do you think that Kirsten Wig is going to be pre? Is she pre cheetah? Is she Minerva? No, she's got to be cheetah in it. Oh, she, is she? Okay, she's. There are some promotional images on uh, on tat various pieces of tat that you can buy, like a mug, a mug or a t shirt, where she has 
undergone the transformation. Oh, okay, so but she is Minerva. But she doesn't Barbara transform Minerva. she doesn't transform into the bloody Cheeto. She's not a Cheetah lady. Oh. She just dresses like friend of the podcast and original glop Rachel. Oh. In that she becomes a sexually aggressive lady in leopard print. Cheetah print, I suppose. Cheetah print woman. I'm not saying Rachel's sexually aggressive. It's a bit late now, isn't it? It's not what uh, I was implying, Ben. You've travelled down that particular way. I didn't say anything. You've bloody taken that I think if you, I think if you listen backwards, Michael, you'll find that I didn't open my mouth because I was quite surprised to hear you use that analogy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm Kirsten Wig as a sexy cheetah lady. Hmm. Not my first pick for a sexy cheetah lady. It's an interesting choice, isn't it? Um, Very good for a nerdy pre-sexy cheetah lady. Mm Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about her as a post sexy well, Give her a lady. minute. Yeah, look. Give her a, she has Kristen her. She, Wig has my full confidence. She has uh, she has her um Damn it, that would have been a good segue. I'll save that. Um She has her uh, she's all that moment where she gets out of a car and she's sexy I now. I saw that she had a big sexy black dress on. Yeah. So yeah. she's gonna be all sexy and she'll fight Wonder Woman presumably and lose because I've never really understood how Cheetah is a is a threat to Wonder Woman. Because she is cheetah powered and magic. Yeah. I mean Cheetah powered, all well and good. You bring a cheetah in here, I'll kick the shit out of it. Um, the only I don't way want it, to see that for the cheetah. No, it would be very unfortunate. They only weigh about 20 kilos. Yeah. They're essentially just big house cats. They could have said the leopard. The leopard would have been better. Leopard, would, uh, the leopard would have made more bigger, sense. A bit bigger, but maybe she's, she's got some fast. strong she jaws. She's, she's supposed to be exceptionally fast. Yeah, she's very fast, go. okay. That makes sense then. Exceptionally fast. I suppose you'd kick the shit out of a spider as well, but you wouldn't want to fight Spider-Man. No, it's proportionate. Isn't it? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, well, I'd say like a cheetah is probably proportionally weaker than a human. In general, yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Michael. Look, Ben, I think we're looking too much into this. I think we've probably looked too much into this. It's going to be a killer 80s soundtrack, Michael. Yeah. Um, there's Chris going Pine to be is going to be classic in classic Gal Gadot pining for pine. Yeah, very good. Um, there's going to be some classic, oh my God, you're back in my arms. And then we're probably going to see Michael and, oh my God, I'm going to have to lose you all over again. Yeah, he's probably going to melt or something. Because we didn't see Chris Pine mm-hmm. in bloody just what's the Justice League? We didn't see him in a Justice Batman League. Batman versus Superman: Dawn we of Justice. Didn't see him in a Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. I like that Chris Pine popping up in the new movie completely kind of retcons the significance of that photograph. Thank you for bringing him back to me. Yeah, because that photograph is completely moot now because she met him again in bloody nineteen eighty four when there were loads of photographs. When there were loads of fucking photographs. Couldn't couldn't go ten foot for someone taking for a photograph. Bloody a Kodak snap. Yeah. So um, I guess we're trying to forget Bloody Dawn and Justice and Justice League anyway, aren't we? Yeah. Are we going to just remove Wonder Woman from that timeline? In any way, Ben, speaking of films that we're trying to forget and your trust in Kristen Wiig, Go did on. you see the new trailer for the new Ghostbusters? Bloody, bloody, the, the only Ghostbusters sequel that's come out, Michael. Yeah, Go- a.k.a. Ghostbusters 3, don't worry about that last one. Oh, forget all about that Just one. Push it from your mind. Push, push it, it from, from your mind. mind. There hasn't been a ghost sighting since 1986. Uh, bloody, bloody gangbusters three. Yeah, there's not a ghost nor a woman sighted since the 80s. And there's we a very, bloody keep them away. There's a very good video on the internet breaking down a kind of scene by scene analysis of why. It says why ghost the the new Ghostbusters the reboot failed. It's actually not a very good analysis of why the reboot failed. The reboot failed because of lack of interest and backlash. Yeah, but it's it's very good. Infra- yeah, it's very good breakdown of why it's not good. Why it's just not a good film. It's full not stop. Yeah, it, why it's not. Yes, funny. we're not we're not worried about male butt hurtedness. No, because sometimes your butt hurts. Your butt hurts. Butt hurts. Mm. That's where I was going to go, but I had to have a sip of water first to get yeah, there. Yeah, so I had to, to get step in and get there. Um, yeah, so, you know, butt hurts, guys. And if you or anyone you know has had their butt hurt, yeah, just um, let us know. Call on the following hotline. It's yeah, uh, 1-800-OUCH-MY-TUCUS. Let, let Ben know he has a cream. Um, <laughs> right. Um, Can you share that cream? Uh, or was that... I mean, that uh, the FDA cream. doesn't really approve of it yet. The FDA. But we don't, we don't live in America, so here, it's fine. We don't have um, the FDA. So you can just, just, just send me 50 euro in an envelope, and I'll definitely send you the cream. I have a good idea. Yeah. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so bloody everybody's favourite bloody person, Paul Rudd's in it. He's in so it. So I'm already looking forward to it. He right? appears to be a teacher who is a Ghostbusters fan. Everybody is following the Stranger Things formula, and we're going to have a happy-go-lucky science teacher mm. who steers the kids in the right direction yeah. with his kooky experiments and enthusiasm for life. Um, and one of the interesting things, Michael, is people seem to have forgotten that ghosts were a thing. Yeah, very quickly. 
very quickly. What might we have forgotten, Ben, from the 80s that doesn't... Gargoyles might have been real AIDS. in the 80s. AIDS. <laughs> no, people remember AIDS. No, yeah. no, I've forgotten it. You've forgotten all about AIDS. I've forgotten all about it. You've just remembered it now. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, yes. What did I remember? It's the fact that, oh, so you're saying there was no AIDS. There was. It was all a bloody government. No, I'm kidding. Um, AIDS was a terrible thing. It do hasn't gone away. Do you think that will be in, in Wonder Woman 1984? AIDS. Yeah, she'll be trying maybe, to... Maybe, maybe Steve has AIDS. <laughs> oh, God, Ben, stop Please, that's that's not great. That's not great podcasting. Um, Cut that out. Look, it looks fine, doesn't it? It looks fine. The, um, the, the kids are. One I'm of assuming the k- it's Egon's grandson. Yeah, it would because be, that actor it? can't come back. Yeah, Harold yeah. Ramis is unfortunately yeah. in the next life. Yeah, he he might come back as a ghost. They might CG him as a ghost in a bout of bad taste. In a bout of bad taste. Well, if the sequels of Ghostbusters have shown us anything, Michael, is that yeah. bad taste is never too far away. Yeah, um, but it looks like it's going to be a kid-centered yeah sequel. Kid-centered nostalgia throwback. Paul Rudd is in it sequel to Ghostbusters. Yeah, because with the original Ecto One and the sound. Whenever you really want to lock something down, mm-hmm. stick Paul Rudd in it. Yeah, we've been trying to get him on this podcast just to cement our position. <laughs> Fucking, I, I talked to Ashling B. She was like, no, I can't no get she wasn't him. having any of it. Can't get him. Yeah, Sorry. I thought, yeah, that's Sorry. a shame. It's not happening. She did do some sex scenes with him. You would have thought that would have formed a bond. She did the most Irish sex scenes I've ever seen. I was I'm very impressed by her acting. I was Duke like, one. yeah, very just missionary, just just sticking it out, just just grinding through it until it happens. Christ. Um, as right. we said before on this podcast, Michael, my favorite line from that entire series: yeah. you "Just smell your wife." Yeah, um, which is the most Irish response to anything ever. Are you smelling me? Are you smelling me? Um, anyway, Ben. Yeah, it's been a big event in the last couple of well, actually, last week what in the world of of, of superhero televisions. What, what has only Ben that the CW has gone and released their mishmash of every idea they've ever had. C dubs, the bloody crisis on infinite earths. Have yeah. you been watching any of it? Um, well, Michael, as you know, I can't stand the CW or any of their associated universes. However, Michael, Go on. however, they bloody got me with all this this titillating little teasing of like, oh, mm. there's gonna be a cameo over here. There's and a cameo. Put another cameo in there. We'll have a little here. cameo over here. And then, oh, what's this? A little cameo? It's not a fucking cameo. A little cameo. Um, num, 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 num. And they got me. <laughs> and they got me. So what I've done, Michael, yeah. just to spite the fuckers, yeah. is I've watched them all on YouTube. Oh, I watched all them. the cameos. That'll show them. John Cryer is Lex Luthor. John Cryer has been Lex Luthor in Supergirl for two seasons now. Would no, don't watch shit shows on the CW. Oh, you, you know what he them. isn't? No. He's sexy young Lex Luthor. No, he's not a he's young... He's not a bad Lex Luthor, though. He's a pretty good Lex Luthor. I don't hate him as Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's a real slimy prick. He's surprisingly confident mm. and not weaselly like John Cryer normally plays. Because John Cryer, I think, in those other shows he's been in was also acting in those. Is John Cryer an actor? Yes, he's actually he's an actor. He's not just a schlub that they No, he's get not into. just Charlie Sheen's brother. Is Charlie oh. Sheen alive? Yeah, he's still going. The character Has died. the AIDS. Does he? Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> what a throwback. I thought that was gone. I thought we haven't had AIDS since the 80s. Um, I watched that one. I watched the the bloody Tom Welling cameo. That's not really a cameo, though, because he has been a recurring character in Supergirl. Oh, he's for just, God. He's just a... Uh, now, I know I'm contradicting you here, and I do enjoy contradicting well, you. Well, to be fair, it's on me. I don't keep <laughs> but, up with it. No, yeah, it's not a cameo. That's a recurring character. Lucifer did a cameo. That was very good. That's a definite cameo. Um, Lucifer's done so well as a TV show. Because his series doesn't really make any sense. No, it doesn't fit in any in It's any not world really a superhero series at all. For, no. If you were a Lucifer fan, you might not be watching any of these. And you know, what the heck? Why was he in a superhero show? But every once in a while, there's a, there's a young one there who loves Tom. Is it Tom Ellis? I think it's yeah, Tom think Ellis. So, yeah. And she's just like, oh my God, it's Lucifer. Look, he's on the TV. No, I liked his cameo. That was good and unexpected because he just flat out lied and said he hadn't even been approached. Oh yeah, he was like, no, I was in, I was in Vancouver for, a, in, for a birthday party. Into bloody, and bloody English, isn't it? And bloody English. I, was, look, I wasn't there. Look I was how there tall for a birthday English. party. Look how tall and English. I'm bloody sexy I am. I'm, why oh, don't look, you? Look at my ass. Why don't you tell me your desires? as a young man boom 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 boom, boom. Um, yeah and this is why we're not allowed to write things for the CW uh, <laughs> is Lucifer on the CW I don't think it is he was at one point now he's on the on the on the net no no he wasn't ever CW no I don't think so no, no. he was he was network television but then he got to Netflix and then the Netflix television yeah and they let um, him do a crossover and it's doing bloody well yeah it's doing bloody well like, the, Tom, the Tom Welling crossover was a bit disappointing uh, yeah, look, I don't have my powers anymore. Uh, yeah, leave me alone. I, I don't use them. Yeah, leave me alone. You're just like, prick. oh, oh. For, for, I completely forgot that Erica Durant was his lowest lane. 
Erica Durance. Sorry, Erica Durance was his lowest line. I thought that um, Katie Kirk. Katie Kirk Kirk is an American newsreader. But she's also the actress who played Lena... Lana Lang. Lana Lang, didn't she? she? Isn't it? It's the similar name. Something Kirk. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, I thought she was going to pop up because, Michael... She played Lana Lang, though. Formative. Um, Loved, loved Smallville's Lana Lang. Thought she was the attractive. That's good. That's good to know. I'm building up a real image of your uh, your oddness now. There's nothing odd about Lana Lang. She's no. a very attractive woman. What an attractive lady. Um, Kristen Crook. Oh, it was pretty close. Katie Couric, the news anchor, was not <laughs> No, on she's Smallville. like a 17-year-old um, lady. Yeah. And then what other ones did I watch? Black Lightning has, has made his way yeah. over. Um, bloody I was trying to get my head I was trying to wrap around my head around the, the, the crux of this kind of series Michael bloody Paragons apparently is the crux of these Not series re- yeah well look Ben although it is the DC television equivalent of Marvel's Endgame Marvel's yeah. Infinity War Marvel's Endgame it's really not they don't have the budget for it no a lot of it is superheroes standing around back to back kicking piece yes kicking thin air what I was impressed by Michael was the Superman fight the two um, Supermans. Who, who I did feel very embarrassed for, Michael, was the man who plays Superman on CW Supergirl. Tyler Hocken, I think. Because they put him up against Brandon Ruth in the suit. Much bigger. Oh, my God. Yeah, Brandon Ruth's a lot bigger. Brandon Ruth was a much bigger, much more, I don't want to say much more in shape, but much more physically imposing. Uh, I think there's a bit of padding in Brandon Ruth's suit. All the same, Michael. Yeah. Hot damn. He's a very tall man, you see. Hot damn. It's very easy to not notice how tall he Because Tyler Hocklin the guy who plays the super he's very small and skinny looking but I think he's about 6'1 oh Brandon Ruth is just Brandon Ruth's a big egg jacked but I think Tom Welling is actually even bigger they they didn't put him on bloody screen they did well no they didn't put him standing beside Tyler Hoechlin I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name he would have been very small but also I think I think Brandon Ruth is bigger than Henry Cavill Wow. Yeah. He's a big man. He's a big he's a big unit, as they would say. He looked here. more like Superman than he did in his original two thousand and six run in Superman Returns. Well the job in Superman Returns was wasn't to look like Superman, it was, was to, to look, look like, like Christopher Reeve. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. And he did a very good job of that. He did. In fairness. Yeah. In a very tragic Superman he plays in in Crisis on Infinite. Yeah, he's, like, he's lost all his bloody... He's lost everyone. Which is the Kingdom Come story. It's the Kingdom Come story, yeah. Sure Superman goes off and he's just a bloody farmer. That Joker's a real prick. Just a bloody farmer. Mm. Oh, no, wait. Did they follow the, the Injustice storyline, is it? Oh, perhaps. Joker has gassed in, in the entire... Ki- yeah, that's that's the Injustice storyline. Um, in Kingdom Come, it's Mang... Managog? Mangog. Mangog, mm. that's it. Um... Uh, and it's a big bloody splow. Oh no, no, I think it's Joker Gast and all of them. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Injustice follows directly on in a kind of parallel universe to Kingdom Come where it's like, what would Superman do if he had a really bad day? Oh, he'd bloody take over the planet. Yeah, lots of cameos. Did you see Burt Ward? Burt Ward was there. Yeah. Saying Holy Red Sky, what was it, Holy? Red Skies of Death, I think. Holy Red Skies of Death, Batman. Yeah, um, there's a reference to Batman 89. Huntress is in there. Huntress is in there from Birds of Prey, the terrible 90s TV show. Apparently she slides actress, down a roof and yeah, then just she, gets erased. She showed up herself in that costume. That wasn't the plan, but she showed up and was like, no, I have to do a flip or something. And they were like, all right. Just fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. It doesn't insist. shock me. If you're going to insist, you big lunatic. Um, yeah, so they just let her do it. Mm. She got erased anyway, so it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Everyone got erased. Um, I'm assuming this all gets switched at the end and everybody gets put back in there. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. But I mean, scrub it's, it all out? It's, the last two episodes aren't until January, so we don't bloody know what's left on the cliffhanger. January? January. Ah. After the Christmas break. Interesting to see chameleon character. What's What's the name of that actor? He played the bad guy in Flash season one and... He's, he's Tom Cavanagh. Yeah, Tom Cavanagh just playing another character. Yeah. He's always he's always playing everyone. They just keep changing his yeah. bloody character. It's now great. he's pariah. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Oh. He's a different person every every season. Why? I don't know. I think it's fun. Bloody alternate timelines. Yeah, alternate worlds. Everything's happening. Who's who and what's what. I liked him as the anti-Flash. Z- Professor Zoom was he Professor Zoom? No, he wasn't. No, Professor he was Zoom. anti. He was the Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash. Yeah. There are so many. There are so many bad Flash villains mm-hmm. who dress in the yellow costume that it's hard to keep. Or up just with. Flash. Or just Flash. Just a different version of Flash. Just Flash. Anyway, Flash. Yeah, it's fine. It's not. It's, it's not a world changing. Um, how's How's Ruby Rose doing as as Bat Batwoman? Uh, a lot of fans were very disappointed with the Batman twist, which is that it's just an old Kevin Conroy and he's evil. 
Oh, what? I thought you looked at this. No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, no, he gets killed because he's evil. He oh, is. He turns out to be the Batman from the universe where he successfully killed Superman in Batman versus Superman. Oh. And then he goes on to kill all his other villains. Oh. And he's a bit of a mad unit. Oh. And he tries to kill Supergirl. And oh. Rose kicks him into a thing and he dies. Oh. And she is the paragon of courage, not Batman. Oh. So a lot of fans are like, Mary Sue! Yeah, no, I think. <laughs> well, look, they're going to do that anyway. They already have the placards made up. Yeah, they, well. they, they were ready to do that before it was revealed. And yeah. nothing was going to stop them. They already had the memes oh, ready. Look, just let it go, lads. It's it's bloody alternate timelines. It's fine. It's grand. Look. Now, Ben, earlier on today, I referenced that you had a fever. And, and the only you. cure... Yes, go There's on. more cowbell. Um, yeah, no, I do have a fever. And it struck you down, Ben, so... It, it's laid me low. What the fever is, basically, is a real high dose of coward's blood. Yes. You've got it in the blood. It's yes, in your it was blood. infected yes. all the way down to my feet. Which meant Wednesday Night Cinema Club, you didn't come to see Jumanji. Yes, I was having a dream at that point. Yeah. Um, about... I think I was suspended upside down in some kind of strange cocoon thing. Oh, good. And I remember being distinctly comfortable, but also slightly unnerved that I was so comfortable. Oh. Um, and the sweat was dripping down my brow. And then I kept doing that thing where you wake up and you're like, oh, God, it's all over. Thank God for that. And you need to drift back in. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm and back in the cocoon. You're back in the cocoon. Um, I it was fucking awful. That's weird. I'm glad you told us all that. Yep. Thanks. It's important for you to know what. <laughs> it's very important. I like to know yeah. what we've been doing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, well, I was seeing Jumanji. Yeah. Another what, fever dream. That's what I was doing. I went to Ben, can you name the name of the film Jumanji? What's the subtitle of this Jumanji? Next level? It's the next level. I didn't know that until three or four days after I'd seen yeah, it. Jumanji. Because <laughs> we've just been calling it the new Jumanji. The new Jumanji. The new Jumanji. Ben, I went to see the new Jumanji. It's fine. Jumanji Jumanji two, Jumanji three. Jumanji three, I suppose. Yes, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Do you do you count uh Zara Thusa as a Jumanji two? No, that's more of a spin-off, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't it? Isn't it, though? Is it? It was from the producers of Jumanji. Oh, is it, though? Yeah, well, it is in the trailer. It oh, says, it is, like, though. the new story in the oh, world of Jumanji. It is, anyway, though. I suppose it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, it's not, so it, yeah, it's Jumanji 3. God, it's hard to figure out, isn't it? Oh, it's, oh. Is it even worth figuring out? <laughs> well, probably not. Um, anyway, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Remember how in the first one, the whole, it was funny because people were in the wrong bodies? Yeah. Yeah, it's that again. That again and with, with Danny DeVitz and Donald Glover. Don, yeah. Danny Glover? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> Your famous Donald Glover, Danny Glover mix up. Danny Gloves. <laughs> um yeah, it's uh it's it's that again, but but people doing impressions of Don, Donald Glover and Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's Kevin Hart just trying to be an old black man, isn't it? Well he's not trying to be. He's acting again. Oh, back to the John Cryer thing. I, uh, you mean he's, he's not Yeah, no. He doesn't oh. actually his body doesn't actually become inhabited by the mind of Donald Glover. Yeah, but they did have to develop technology to suck those those people into a game, didn't they? To suck them off their plane of existence. Nice. Well played. Thank you. Uh, what did you think? Stomach rumbling? What, what did you think? That was my stomach. Yeah, I'm very yeah. hungry. Um, what did you think? It's fine. Any standout performances? No. What did Shane think? He thought it was fine. Would you recommend it? Ah. Right, so after 131 episodes, that's it, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Um, that was the it, thing that broke Mike. Jumanji 2 was the thing that just... The cinematic goal. That was the end for Mick. He was I, like, nah. I would not go to see a, a third one in the cinema. I would wait for DVD. Might just be straight to DVD. Is a it? lot of it... There's some mild spoilers here in this upcoming discussion. Okay, spoilers from now on. A lot of it hinges on. on whether you're going to find The Rock being Danny DeVito funny. Um, Did you? Not really. And... Uh, it's a lot of the same gags, a lot of the same jokes, people getting killed unexpectedly. Um, isn't Jack Black fat? <laughs> Look you must at him. get sick of that at some point in yeah. your career. I think they've fattened him up, though. I think in like the character that he plays, whatever his name is, Johnny Mapreader, is a lot fatter than the actor Jack Black. Okay, so he's been plumped. Yeah, like his clothes and stuff are making him much plumper. So plumped. it makes it fine that everyone just keeps insulting him. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about body shaming. Oh, they're big fans of it when it's men. Yeah. It's grand when it's men. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, Karen Gillan is in it. All kinds of things are grand when it's men. Um, we'll get into that in another podcast. Right. Karen Gillan is in it. Karen Gillan is in it. I love Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan plays the same character, so she doesn't have to stretch like the others have to a little bit. Oh, that's bit. good for yeah. her. Whatever the lady's name is, she's just still Karen Gillan. It's fine. Uh, What's-his-name is in it as the baddie. Yarp. 
that guy. Yarp. Rory McCann. Is that his name? You're asking the Hound one. from Game of Thrones. The Hound. I'm still fascinated that Yarp and the Hound are the same man. Yeah, well, he's also now the baddie in more Does humanity. Is he play a South African of some kind? No, he's just a kind of generic barbarian baddie. I think he'd suit a, a South African kind no, he's of just a generic miner of some no, kind. No, he's a generic kind of fantasy baddie. Much of it doesn't happen in a jungle. Well, it's, it's nice to hear that Roy McCann is, is playing a South African diamond miner. He's not playing a South African diamond miner. You're making up your own version of Jumanji because that's this one... That's cool. I think that's the kind of part he was kind of born to play and I'm glad that he got to do it. Because this one's not really very imaginative. So, yeah, I, I see what you've done. Yeah, good for I him. can't really strongly recommend so it. Rory McCann's has left acting to become a South African diamond miner. Yeah. Ben, we're mere weeks from Christmas. <laughs> ben, why don't you tell the listeners what even is Christmas already? In your own inimicable way. Uh, well, look, that's basically, back in the day, mm-hmm. the Victorians got together. Yeah. And there was a lot of poverty. And, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, look, the, the economy needed a bit of fucking stimulating. Right. The, the English Victorians. The English Victorians. Right. Um, and basically, we just kind of entered this world, a little bit post-industrial revolution, where goods were widely available, Michael. Right. Um, and marketing became a brand new thing. It's like, well, we don't have to make things that people need anymore. Now we can make things that people don't need and try to get them to buy those instead. Like mouthwash. Like mouthwash. Yeah. Or candied apples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who the fuck needs a candied apple, Michael? Nobody. You can just have an apple. <laughs> you can just have an apple. Yeah. Put a bit of sugar on it. Yeah. Well, no, that's a candied apple you've described to there. Stop it. That's the that's the sugar sprinkling sound. You're just doing an ASMR over there. Stop it, Ben. It's not an ASMR podcast. Stop it. <laughs> right, Ben, that's it. I'm... <laughs> so anyway, basically what happened was, to do that, they came up with bloody Christmas. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. There's uh, once a year, Michael, on the 25th of December. The, Sometimes. The not everyone. birthday. Fictional. Or not fictional, depending on how dedicated you are to a book that was written by a bunch of lads to keep people in their place. Um, <laughs> well, we know what you bloody think, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, there was this lad, right, from yeah. Nazareth. He was the only white man in all of Nazareth, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was born. They should have made him the leader, then, probably. They should have made him the leader. And they did, Michael. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, anyway, he was born, and we celebrate that. But basically, the Victorian holiday was really based around goods and... and Stimulating so, the economy. So what you're saying is the modern Christmas is based around stimulating the economy in the depths of winter. I certainly think in a Western hemisphere, um, our modern Christmas is very much based on the the the, the Victorian Christmas, um, and very much based on the Dickensian concept of Christmas, Go which on. would have been established in a Christmas Carol, Michael, uh, which we'll be seeing. Uh, did I t- did we speak about the the spooky adaptation that we're going to be seeing? No, we didn't actually. We didn't. We should. Go on, then. Um, Michael. It's yeah. a tried and tested story. We all know Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, he's a real prick. Uh, he's he's a real bad egg, and yeah. he's up there now, and he's got all his money. He's keeping it all together now. <laughs> Why are you doing a voice? Because uh, we said that we do that for bits from now on <laughs> for the listeners. Um, for the listeners, and he's up there, and he's going, "Ah, look, Jesus, I've all the money, and nobody else needs my money." And uh, just what about get Tiny Tim? The fuck away from me! <laughs> and uh, Tiny Tim comes along and says, "Here, come here to me, right? My legs, bum, right? So it's 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 absolutely cat. Do you want to give me a hand?" And um, <laughs> and he's just like, no, would you, would you fuck off with you? Um, and then basically, there's a bunch of lads up there on the ether plane, right? Mm-hmm. They're taking a look down there and they're going, ah, that's no good. Phantasms. That's no, <laughs> pack of bloody phantasms up there. And they're taking a look and going, Jeez, he's a real prick, isn't he? And they go, we, we go sort him out, we go sort him out. So anyway, they sit there and they take turns throughout the evening. They come along and they go, hey, you, prick face, come here to me, I've something to show you. And every time he comes and goes, oh, jeez, that's terrible, I'm an awful bollocks. Right, and uh, so it's basically like the work, the worst hangover he's ever had. Right, he's just got the fear. He's got the fear. That's all it is. <laughs> and he wakes up on Christmas morning, going, "Oh Jesus, who did I send text to? Oh Christ, <laughs> oh Christ!" Um, but uh, it turns out it's it's just Christmas instead, yeah. and uh, he gets the the Christmas spirit, mm. uh, Michael. Um, and it's a tried and tested tale. It's pretty grim if you read the original. Quite spooky mm-hmm. if you read the original. It's a bit dark, um, and it would seem that noted director Ridley Scott took a read of this and said, "Oh, this, this is bloody dark." Bloody, bloody fucking dark. dark uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna bloody do with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an, uh, a spirit burst out of his chest. Um, Is that no, your Ridley Scott? He didn't. Uh, I don't know what Ridley Scott sounds like. Actually, I'm I think not. he's pretty slow. I think he's like, yeah, man. I'm going he's, to make. He's like hundred, isn't he? Is he British? Is he? No, I don't think I so. I don't know what he is. He's very old. He's probably a South African diamond miner. He probably is. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's in the new Jumanji um, as the villain. 
Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he... Yes. Bloody Andy Circus. Oh. And bloody Guy... Oh, he's English. What's what's his name? Guy... Pierce? Pierce, thank you. Are going to be in a bloody BBC spooky adaptation. Oh, it's a BBC adaptation. In, in the style of a Penny Dreadful. Oh. Um, so it's going to be a dark Victorian romp and the spirits are much more malevolent oh. uh, than they are in well, the original tale. Uh, Andy Circus is going to be plying his usual trade with a voice and a, a CGI manifestation. Is he a, is he a ghost? Uh, he's going to be a spooky ghost. Okay. I think he's going to be the main guide. I think he's going to be Marley. Jacob I think, Marley. I think Jacob Marley is going to be kind of the constant guide okay. um, for him. And uh, it's going to be a big bloody spooky romp. Oh, that sounds fun. Michael, um, I'm going that. to watch it. Um, it's from the producers of Peaky Blinders. Would you not be worried about being frightened, Ben? Cause you I'll, I'll be I'll be a terrified wee boy um, behind a couch somewhere. Yeah, and then you'll be sent for a turkey. Hey, you boy. Hey, you boy. <laughs> Go down to McGonagall's Butcher and get us the biggest turkey leg you can find, you oh, son of a bitch. Classic McGonagall's Butcher references for all your Christmas needs, ladies and gentlemen. McGonagall's Butchers. So, Ben, that's the, that's the Christmas treat we're looking forward to this year, is it? But, Michael, that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. Sorry, never mind. Ben, just drawing back to your uh, your idea there that really it's all just about consumerism and purchasing things. In that, Stop that's it! The, <laughs> Stop doing it That's not the sugar sound anymore. That's the money sound. That's money now. Benjamin, I suppose that means then, from your point of view, the greatest Christmas film of all time, at least in terms of remaining accurate to the spirit, is... The Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is one hundred percent true. It is. What is Turbo Man, Michael? What What is it? It's the story of a father who feels pressured to get a stupid toy, and he goes and fi- commits acts of great physical strength, violence, mm. and stress against Sinbad. Against Sinbad, beloved character actor, a black Sinbad. man. So you can you can read into that as you want. He he, he pretty much assaults a black man to get a toy. Um, and if that's not what Christmas is all about, Michael. I don't know what is. But what's the message of Turbo Man in the end? Is that the Do whatever it takes to get your child the toy he wants for Christmas. Is it not that consumerism isn't that important and as long as your son sees you as a hero, that's what it's all about? No, do whatever it takes to get your child the toy for Christmas. <laughs> what's the big toy this year? Seems like something I should know. A Mick action figure. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Available from our online merch store (laughs) coming 2025. We're going to have to hand customise each and every (laughs) one of them. From John Cryer, Lex Luthor figures. We'll just paint the beards ginger. What's the big animated movie of the year? Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Frozen 2. I haven't seen it. Is it Christmassy? It probably is. Does it have a Christmas message in it? Get Turbo Man. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Buy the action figures. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, don't be a South African diamond miner, you bloody prick. Um, uh, Turbo Man is is surprisingly a very enjoyable film, Michael. I love Turbo Man. Um, it's one of the more enjoyable films. It it really does encapsulate the stress of Christmas, <laughs> the mania that is Christmas mm-hmm. uh, for some people. I I don't know, Michael. Uh, are we talking about the, the 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 Christmas culture? Does it need to be said on our podcast? Go on. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to detach American Christmas from our Christmas these days, I right, find, quite right, often. Right, I see what um, you're saying. The real, the real push for the gift, uh, mm-hmm. the real push for manic shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Friday's over here these we days. We have Black Friday now. It doesn't make any sense for us to have Black no, Friday, Michael. No, it doesn't. And I tell you what, local Irish retailers do not like it. Um, I'd say they don't. I'd say it's a very... To be kind of forced into doing these huge sales when they don't have any stock to clear. Yeah, because it's bloody coming up to Christmas. Yeah, it's a very um, strange thing. It's a weird thing that nobody's into. And uh, we... Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I think in the 1980s when... is the 1980s when Turbo Man came out, isn't it? I think it was the early 90s. You spin your wheels also. early 90s. I'm going to say 93. Okay, you spin fair your enough. Um, Do you want to pick a date, Ben, for our classic game? When did that come out? Uh, November. November November 1993 uh, No, I said 1993 Sorry, I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with 92 and a half 92 1996 Turbo Man Ben, the film Came out in 1996 We're miles off Miles off So, mid-90s film then How old were you? I, at that time Was five Oh, very good Although it did come out Mid-November Mid-November I just understand How Christmas movies work Michael, I don't know If that's really A great feat of of uh, anything but anyway it's not called Turbo Man no it's not it's called uh, the last Jingle All The Way Jingle All The Way okay sorry we should have probably put that in <laughs> in the beginning um, it's probably one of the more decent ones in that it 
unabashedly exposes what Americans will do for stuff. Oh. Um, no, but I mean, it's it's funny when you watch the when you watch the the Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always taken aback by the level of taking aggression. A bl- taking a black. Ta- mm-hmm. um, I'm always taken aback by some of the the aggressiveness, Michael. The the push that people we don't really have that here. I feel. No, we don't. It doesn't exist here. Often, you know, you see news reports here, and they go, people are queuing up outside, and then they open the doors, and everyone politely walks in. and yeah. there's no drama, and uh, yeah, uh, look. Because you would inevitably receive a swift backhand from an old granny somewhere, and <laughs> would you give over? Um, which is appropriate, but it's it's interesting. I suppose in 1996, Go on. that's when it came out. When it came out. Yeah. Um, that that kind of predicted that early kind of push because I think it was a very exaggerated. It was supposed to be a very exaggerated form of what people will do to get what they need for so Christmas. You're saying that this film, in a lot of ways, inspired the modern culture of. Yes, people watched it and said, I'm going to do that this year. <laughs> fight Sinbad. I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to fight Sinbad for And everybody goes around in an Austrian accent going, no, I have to get there. I have, I have to, to get, get over the there. Give me that tickle me Elmo, Sinbad, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I mean, um, and yeah, I think it was a very different time, Michael, because Sinbad was popular. <laughs> um, Benjamin. Yeah. I went to see... Merely last night in our local cinema. Oh, we're just port- changing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we've done. Uh, do you want have anything no, more to say about, about it? as much as think we think you have more to say about Jingle All the Way? I don't. No. It. Do you know Nando from Nando V Movies? Yeah. I think that's his favorite Christmas film. Fair. Yeah. It's a good Christmas film. It kind of really depends when you grew up, doesn't it? My favorite Christmas film is Some Like It Hot. Go on. It's not a Christmas film at all. Well, go on then. It's a film starring bloody Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, yeah. Um, And the only reason that I like it as a Christmas film is because I watched it at Christmas with my family. Okay. That's pretty much it. Is it in any way Christmas related? Uh, I think it's set in Christmas, but it's in a a tropical island. But it's set at Christmas. Oh no, it's around the Valentine's Day Massacre. That's completely inaccurate. Never mind. So it's nothing to do with Christmas, to do with but Christmas, yet it's your but favorite, it's my Christmas, favorite film. Christmas film. That's true of a lot of films, though. Yeah, I think you'd there say are a lot that. of films that have nothing to do with Christmas. But yeah, I've set you up with a, a nice segue there, Michael. Well, I mean, it's not on the thing here. We're kind of just going off on a tangent, but yeah. there are a lot of films that are in no way Christmas films, but people think of them as Christmas films. Yeah, that's very true. I'm Any other list, examples? I'm going to list some. Go on, The Wizard of Oz. Yes, on the TV. Every Christmas. Yes. And undoubtedly people associated with Christmas. Another interesting one. Where Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare. Starring Clint Eastwood and Tony... No, not Tony, Tony Curtis. Curtis. What's his name? Tony Collette. Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Richard Collette. Richard Collette. Yeah. Um, also, you know, there's the other classics. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Not Nothing a Christmas to do, Not a Christmas thing in sight, but... This might be a very uniquely Irish thing we're having now. It's just RTE. It's, it's just, just what RTE these puts things that When we were limited in our selection of channels, these were what we saw at Christmas. Thankfully, we are in a very Irish podcast. So yeah, we can E.T. Ugh, I hate E.T. You hate E.T.? I hate E.T. What I think it's one of the yet. worst films. He's got a long bendy finger. Ever. It's so irritating. Good product placement, though. Excellent product placement. And I hate that everything copies it. And I, I just don't like it as a film. But you that's love, just me. You love the film Mac and Me, though, don't you? Mac and Me is a phenomenal film. <laughs> love it. Phenomenal film. Not a Christmas film, though. And Jumanji 3, Electric Boogaloo. No, Jumanji 3 is the next level. Jumanji 3, it's more of the same. Don't be a diamond miner. Yeah, Taron Gillen will kick you in the head. Anyway, sorry, go on. Any other, any other films? There, there are a few. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I love Mrs. Doubtfire. I bet you do, you, you know, creep. Uh, formative. <laughs> but formative. Mrs. Doubtfire is on here every Christmas, isn't it? And yeah, it's like yeah. The people definitely think of it as a Christmas film. It's Oh, hello, dear. Uh, it's just a wonderful phrase. Mm. But not Christmas films, by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, there are others, Michael. It's a Wonderful Life. But that is a Christmas film. Not a Christmas film, it surprisingly, is a Christmas Michael. Film. No, it's set in an alternate reality where it's Christmas all year long. Is it? No. Um, <laughs> it is another, a Christmas film. Another, another classic one, A Christmas Carol, Michael. Not a Christmas film. No, it is. It has Christmas in the name. No, no, it's set in an alternate universe where it's no, Christmas all year long. I think you've gone too far with this bit now and are now slightly confusing me. No, I don't think that's true, Michael. So anyway, let's talk yeah. about films that are Christmas films. Fair. Because we've got some on the bloody list here. Ben, merely last night of all nights. But but last night, Michael. The night before Christmas. No, I'm just joking. It's not the night before Christmas. I saw every gentleman's and most ladies' favourite Christmas film. Yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, it's very good. Um, in the Lighthouse Cinema, Ben, our local art house cinema, the like great where, cinema. You know, you know, a friend of the podcast, Shane. Yes, it's where he goes to see art house films. It's where he saw Moonlight. 
Moonlight is an excellent he, film. Yeah, he, he really enjoyed it. It's where he saw Roma. It's where he saw Boyhood. I always forget that Shane is a secret cinephile. Uh, it's a real cinephile. Um, but anyway, where, where are we going with this? Uh, what we we're saying was, you went to see Die Hard. We went to see Die Hard. With yeah. the lads. With the, the with the gang. With the gang. Yeah. And Ben, it's a real post-millennial cinema-going experience. Because yeah, because you have to dress up and you have to... Well, nobody dressed up. I have a very good Die Hard costume that I should have worn, but I never thought of it. But um, people go to these films now nowadays, Ben, to ironically enjoy them. Which I don't understand, because Die Hard is, is, is an unironically enjoyable film. Well, that was the thing about going to see Die Hard last night. <laughs> it was, there were people cheering at weird bits. Like when Argyle first appears on screen, people were going, Argyle, yeah! And I'm like, all right, he's a minor character that you recognise, that's good. He's obviously a meme of some kind that you I, haven't I, seen. Yeah, you see, I don't know what the millennials are doing. I don't think it's even millennials anymore, I think you could say it's Gen Zers. Oh, it's Gen Zers. Gen it's people Z. younger it's than even you. my sister's generation. Oh, get rid of them. It's my sister's generation. Well, my sister's pretty decent, let's not get rid Is of she? her. Yeah, you'd really like my sister. She does a nice Cubano sandwich, She's a wonderful Cubano sandwich, and an excellent baker. Mm. Um, if you want to check her out, she's on Serge Colopy at Instagram. We have to get her a cake, I have to get her a cake Instagram. What's a good cake name for an Instagram? Anyway, if you or anyone you know has a good name for a cake Instagram, send a cake it to based me. Instagram. I well, I want to get her stuff up, but I want to get her marketed. Smashing wanna, bloody cakes. We get her on a fucking podcast. Mm. Amateur baker with yeah. Shomer Bjog. All right, get, fucking get on. We have a podcast network, Ben, for we that do, very yeah, reason. For the very reason, if you would like to submit your podcast to our network, don't. <laughs> we're not up and running strong enough yet. Oh no, do. Oh no, do. It's good. And if you got um, lots of listeners, anyway, Generation Zers, and everything's everything's to the the. Prism of memes. The prism of memes. But Ben, you can't put Die Hard through the prism of memes because it's too good a film. It's a pretty solid yeah. fucking action. It's flick. a very. It's the greatest action flip of all time, Ben. It it can't be yeah. memeified. I'm gonna give you. Do you know what I watched the other day? It was very good actually. The Fugitive. I didn't it's kill good. my wife. That's I don't also care. a good film. Um, I would enjoy watching a, a, a an unironic, ironic viewing of that. You see, our good friend Shane saw another film from the same era, yes. an action film in the same setting, and didn't really enjoy it. I'm kind of stealing his story here, but he told me yesterday, so I'm going to repeat it. Yeah, um, he saw Point Break oh. in the same setting. <gasps> See yeah. exactly, and people kind of uh, were there to laugh at the irony. But it's a really stupid way to enjoy a film. Really. But you can't. Well, no, look, but you don't mock how people enjoy it's things. Too late, I've let, done it. let people enjoy things how they want. No, but you can't do that with Die Hard because Die Hard is a very damn good film. Damn good film, and it's undoubtedly a Christmas film. Yeah. Undoubtedly, it's yeah, set so, at Christmas. Yeah, it was very. It's set at Christmas. Yeah, in an alternate universe where it's Christmas no, all year no, long. But Ben, my favorite uh, Christmas film, Go even on. though I've just said Die Hard is the best one. As I said, Ben, it's all about the era you grew up in. Yes, well, that's kind of how nostalgia works. Exactly. Hmm. So for me, Ben, the ultimate Christmas film is the the Christmas film Home Alone. There you go. Very good. You've slapped your face like Munch's The Scream. Yeah, you've done it again. Are you going to keep doing that? <laughs> One more. Okay, very good. I'm done. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, excellent podcasting there for me with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that Macaulay Culkin. The one with Donald Trump or without Donald Trump? The one without Donald Trump. Oh, Home Alone, God. the original. Home Alone 2, Ben, Lost in New York, is, and I have watched it more recently, absolutely terrible. Home Alone 2 or 1? Sorry. 2. 2. Home Alone 1. Lost in New York. Gr- no. <laughs> Home Alone 1. Home Alone. It's just called Home Alone. Home Alone. That's the name of the film. No, Lost in New York. No, just Home Alone. At Home Alone. There's a guy, he's at Home Alone. What's he doing? He's setting up traps. Okay, on my own one. Yeah. I'm in the house. Where is he? Richard Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. That one. A true Christmas classic. Yeah. It has the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. It has, you know, he learns the message of Christmas and family and... And, you know, sharing and being, being with people. All those warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah, he sets, he sets Joe Pesci's head on fire. Yes. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Stern probably should have died. Yeah, definitely. But Such trauma. It's absolutely great. It is undoubtedly a great film. Home Alone 2 yes. is no good. And I only realised this a couple of years ago. Yes. It's Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Home Alone 2, Escape from New York. No, you're thinking of Escape from L.A. with Snake Plissket. No, Snake Snake Plissket is in the one where his parents go off on holiday and he's <laughs> left in the house at Christmas. If there are people listening to this, Ben, and there are, but if there are people listening to this, to this who are invested in it, this is going to be very annoying. Oh, by the way, uh, we have a mixed retractions <coughs> from from friend of the podcast, Clive. What's that? That's uh, wonderful. 
Yeah, we were talking a few weeks ago about Highlander, if you remember. Yes. And I said I remember the character Xavier Sinclair. <coughs> it's yeah. Xavier Sinclair. Oh. Yeah, so I got the name slightly wrong. Oh. And Clive was Mixed screaming at the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway, Home Alone 2. Alexa very. Boogaloo. No, where is he? He's in New York. What's he doing? Home Alone 2 is dreadful. It's very slow. It has some good characters. It has a great character actor, Tim Curry. As the, as the maitre d' or whatever he is. He's the concierge. Concierge, the hotel manager. But he, I mean, he's good. Hmm. Donald Trump is in it. Um, There's a very funny meme based on that. Have you seen that? No, I don't follow Donald Trump memes. Um, The meme is that uh, it's one of the shitty movie uh, details kind of posts. And it's um, Donald Trump views a young man separated from his family in New York and uses that to base his future policy. I get it, I get it, I get it. I understand America. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Anyway, keep going, sorry. Very maudlin. Very oh, why? It, it's just, there's the old lady who's homeless. That's really sad. It's too sad. And it's it's the guy with the shovel from the first one taken up a notch and dragged out. Yeah. And everything about it, the guy in the toy shop... I mean, the old guy with the shovel is a really nice message in the first one. The old guy with the shovel, the grumpy Santa who gives him the last couple of sweets. Yeah. Uh, the There's first some one, really nice messages in Home yeah, Alone 1. And it's really tight. And then you get to the excitement. The The excitement in Home Alone 2 only happens, like if we were watching that bloody film for an hour and 20 minutes before Daniel Stern gets hit in the head with anything. And what's and it, the point in that? <laughs> exactly. And just the messages are so long and drawn out and it's uh, really, really slow and boring and over the top in its Christmas spirit. Do you think the New York Film Board just wanted a nice Christmas movie to boost the thing, sales? The thing is, my good lady and I, we have been to New York twice around, around the Christmas, the Christmas period, period. Probably because of that film, which is quite funny because... Really? Yeah. Which is quite it funny. It is quite funny. Isn't it? Yeah. Especially because both of us now as adults don't really like it. <laughs> New York? No, the film. Oh. <laughs> we really like going to New York at Christmas, but the film, take or leave. Yeah, well, it's not a great film, as you've mm. so accurately pointed out Home there. Home Alone 1, though. Home Alone 1 is a phenomenal Mamma film. Mamma Mia. Um, my favourite fact about Home Alone 1 is the Angels with Dirty Faces minifilm. Yeah. Um, it's completely fake. Yeah, well, it's made up for the film. But it, one of the most common searches around that film is, what is the name of the film, you you dirty animal? Mm. You filthy animal. Um, and it's it's all made up for the thing. It's just it's a perfectly made up, made up, up film. Ben, Such of course, work. your favourite film of Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if you've already said, but I've decided for this bit. It's Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is my favourite Christmas film. I'm looking forward to seeing Guy Pearce reprise his role as uh, the Mandarin in the upcoming BBC drama, A Christmas Carol. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, I really, really... Not one of Shane Black's best. I like it. But a pretty good film. Better than two. It is better than two. It's an alright Christmas film. It is very... not thematically, but tonally similar to Jane ba- Shane Black's Jane Black, his lady equivalent. Jane Black's his lady twin clone. Um, to Jane Black's other Christmas film, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a phenomenal Christmas film. Is it a Christmas film though? It is absolutely. It's set, it's a set of Christmas, yeah. Um, and it's two thieves stealing because you know theft is up around the Christmas period. Isn't it a detective and a, an actor? Yeah, it is after. <laughs> you know, the initial setup, Michael, is two thieves out stealing the Christmas. Just right. like Home Alone 1. Yeah. Um, I don't think you have to call it Home Alone 1. I keep doing that. No, it's just Home Alone. It's just Home Alone. Just like Home Alone. Where is he? Um, and they're two bloody thieves. One of my favourite scenes of all time, Michael, is where he has to go and give the audition to keep his cover so the police don't arrest him. Mm-hmm. And he has a mental breakdown and they give him the part because they think he's fucking great. Because he's gone mad. Because uh, he's bloody mad. But I think what it is, basically, is Shane Black likes dressing a lady in a Christmas outfit. Yeah, I think so that's So he sets true. all his films at Christmas. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the sexy Christmas lady outfit. <laughs> yeah. Is it Michelle Monaghan? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so Ooh. Shane Black just has a thing about Christmas, I think. He does. The thing about Shane Black's Christmas films is that Christmas is very tangential in them. Yeah, they don't... Well, it's Look, it's a good time to set a film. It's yeah. like Die Hard. People love Die Hard because it's fairly tangential, isn't it? Ah. Is it not relatively tangential, apart from the Christmas party? Well, it just keeps coming up, though. Like, he uses Christmas sticky tape at the end. Yeah, that's true. On his he back. does push. He does the ho-ho-ho thing. He does Inspiring push. a generation of Christmas uh, jumpers. Oh, yeah. The ho-ho-ho, I have a machine gun now. Yeah. Uh, there's Christmas music playing. But it is another kind of Christmas in LA thing. Maybe that's what inspired Shane Black. It would explain a lot. I always find it very hard. I find it to be very jarring when I see sunny Christmases. 
yeah. in American films because mm. Christmas is not a sunny time for us here. What's your favourite Christmas film then? It's <sighs> a great question. You said earlier when we were talking about this because I'm going to reveal the conceit that we've already had this conversation. Go on. You did say The Santa Claus. I, I, I didn't say no you said what film do you want to talk about All right. and I said The Santa Claus well, again, The Santa Claus is the first Christmas film that I remember Oh. and what I liked about it was at the time mm-hmm. it was very postmodern, Michael the, the Santa Claus can be anyone and it's, it's a legal clause Michael and basically if you kill Santa yeah. you become Santa which is the most barbarian style Chronicles of Riddick keep what you kill logic that I've ever seen. At the time, I didn't realize that. But what I love now, looking is back... That, uh, is that Tom, uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen? What did Tim Allen do? Why do people not like Tim him? Tim Allen was in Home Improvement. He's massively conservative. Is it that what it is? He's, he's not going to jail or something? Yeah, well, he's had a couple of DUIs and I think he hit someone with a car once. Okay, he's a bit of a bad bloke. Oh, he's a bit he? of a bad bloke. Like, All right. Um, he, you'll also notice that in the new Toy Story, his role was significantly downsized, Michael. I haven't seen it, Ben. Um, he's, Buzz Lightyear is not a significant character in the new... Really? Well, I mean, he is. He's important, but he doesn't get as many lines or anything like that. Um, Tim, Tim Allen is hugely conservative. Yeah, he's a Donald Trump supporter. I didn't um, know that. He's a pro-Trumper. So I think that's kind of why... People have gone very much off Mr. Tim Allen. Is it? Um, I mean, it's not... It's not... He said... Uh, here's one of his famous quotes. Oh God. Women are like... Ca- Set me up on his voice there, Ben. Women are like cars. No, it's not quite like <laughs> that either. Um, I'll just do it in my voice. Women are like cars. We all want a Ferrari. Sometimes we want a pickup truck. And we end up with a station wagon. It's <laughs> just like... Why would you say that? Oh, Tim? God. Tim, you don't have to say that. Timothy? While awaiting sentencing, I decided to give stand-up comedy a shot. The judge has suggested I get my act together, and I took him seriously. I don't know if that's a joke or not. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I think that's probably just how he got into stand-up. Um, it's just one of those great 80s icons that have just fallen on hard times. Cosby. Never Alan. comment on a woman's rear end, Ben. Never use the words large or size with rear end. Never. Avoid the area altogether. Trust me. <laughs> a classic, a classic. <laughs> what a oh boy, women sure are sensitive about their way. They fellas, oh, um, oh, fucking. Go on, anyway. Tell us about the Santa Claus stand-up. and your your um, idol, notorious bad bloke. Now I enjoy it because it's a Christmas movie that opens with a dead Santa. Mm. That's that's the crux of it. Does someone kill him accidentally? Uh, yeah, he, he scares him. Uh, what happens is uh, Tim Allen, yeah, and his son Charlie. Charlie Allen. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, are in a car. Yeah. On a drive. Yeah. And they stop outside a house. Yeah. And they see a gentleman upon the roof. Yes. Who is it? Santa Claus? It's, it is Santa Claus. Saint Nick. Old Saint Nick old himself. Old Saint Nick himself. Old Tim Sinter, Allen. Sinterklaus. Tim Allen, being yeah. the conservative nightmare that he is, gets out of the car and says, Hey, get off my roof! Yeah, you big fat ass. And Santa Claus, who has clearly never been caught or screamed at upon a roof before, yeah. goes, Oh! He gets startled. Gets a, gets a little startled. Easily startled, Santa Claus. Takes like a, a cat. slip. I'm going to do the sound. Yeah. Right, that won't, that won't pick up on mics, but it was pretty good. Um, and <laughs> he falls off the roof and he does a death. He yeah. does a death. And Charlie... Yeah, the Charlie Allen. Goes, Dad, Thank we you. have to finish Santa's job because we can't kill Santa and then do nothing. Yeah, and Tim Allen is like, "No, I really would rather just go home <laughs> and report this <laughs> to the police." All right, and Charlie is like, "No, we have to do Santa's job." Yeah, and he's just like, "Fine, fuck it, Jesus, fuck it." And he puts on Santa's clothes. Yeah, because Santa's body disappears. He's kind of like a force ghost. Okay, the clothes when stay. they die, it's just like, whoosh, and right. the clothes are left behind. That's how I want to go. So he puts on the suit. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the Santa because he wears the suit. Right. So should you don the clothing of Santa Claus, you yeah. must bear the mantle of Santa Claus. And he becomes the new Santa Claus. Um, and it's actually quite a fun movie. The first one is great. And then they stretched it out and turned it into a whole series. And you have the Santa Claus 2. So off in the um, way. Santa Claus 2, Electric Boogaloo. In the Santa Claus 3, is that the one where Michelle Rodriguez comes back from the dead? Uh, no, no, that's Santa Claus Fast and Furious. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what you've done. And that's a whole thing. Um Slay Queen is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. That's quite funny. We should do something with that. That's quite good. Quite do a drawing or something. Do a drawing. Um, <laughs> and anyway, um, but the <coughs> yes, do a Photoshop of Michelle Rodriguez 
in a Christmas outfit yes, driving will. a car I'll, I'll have a tinker I'll have a tinker don't show it to Shane Black though I'll have a photo tinker yeah. um, and I think probably in terms of the actual Christmas movie that made the most impact on me um, it would probably be a Muppets Christmas oh um, look Ben I've never seen it oh it's very good Michael I took part Michael in that film in that film I'm Kermit you had in one of your hands three. up Kermit's bottom all the way up there. No, I actually took part in one of the strange bloody lighthouse things to go see. Oh, did you? Um, a Christmas Carol two years ago. This episode is not sponsored by Lighthouse Cinemas. But if the Lighthouse Cinemas, genuinely, if the Lighthouse <laughs> Cinema does want to sponsor us, yeah, yeah? I'd be all right with that. They'd be perfectly okay with that. Um, and even if they don't sponsor it, is it is a great cinema, guys. It nearly disappeared for a couple of years. So go and support. It's a bloody great place to go see some films. Recently introduced my good brother. To the mm. lighthouse, and he, we went to see the Joker there, and he was as like, opposed to your evil brother. This is yeah. Well, we don't talk about we don't talk about <laughs> Terathy. He's just Terathy. Terathy. I was just going to go with the classic comedy standby, Philip. <laughs> oh, Philip Colby. I yeah. like Terathy. Yeah, Terathy What were you saying? What were you saying? Um, what were you saying? Muppets. Muppets. You went to see. I it. went to see it. Um, bloody great old time. Bloody great old time. Um, look, the Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. My, Michael Caine is having easy Scrooge. Oh. So keep my money. <laughs> what 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 you got to do is what what you got to do is yeah. keep the coal out of the fire. Is that uh, is that keep a reference? The coal Are you just referencing out something of the fire from the film? I haven't seen it, so that's lost on me. Well, you know the Christmas Carol thing where Bob Cratchit's like, "Please, can I put some more coal in the fire? Come out of your paycheck, bloody Bob Cratchit." <laughs> um, that's my Victorian English voice. Uh, don't judge it too harshly. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my big Christmas film. I, it would be my top recommendation for a Christmas film this Christmas. Ben, ask the listeners what are their Christmas films. Lads, here are your bloody, bloody Christmas films, huh? What are your favourite ones? You, what do you like to listen to? What, what do you get involved with? Um, let us know down below in the comments. More importantly, guys. Yeah, go on. Listen up. Open up those ear holes. Listen up here. You don't have a choice. All ear holes are open. Yeah. Unless you've had a weird industrial accident and they've been fused shut in which case very sorry um, are you using bone induction to listen to us how's that working um, but on top of that we have the Mickeys next week Yay! it's Mickey time we're going to be lashing out the Mickeys for the third everybody. annual Mickeys but this time it's the best of the decade it's the best of the decade best um, film of the decade we we want best film of the decade mm. we want good egg of the decade good egg of the decade yeah bad egg of the decade yes and we can't do Weinstein again because we've already done them yeah. well we can can't we uh, I mean we could yeah I don't know if we can milk any more out of it. Yeah, I think we've done the Weinstein bit today. But we need Bad Egg of the Decade. Yeah. We want your surprise hit of the decade. Yeah. Uh, it could be a TV series. Yeah. It could be an actor. It could be it Mad could Max be Fury Road. It could be Mad Max Fury Road. It's probably Mad Max Fury Road. a bad fucking show. Yeah, um, but try and give us your different <laughs> categories as you go along. What was your best TV series of the decade? Yeah. Um, what was your best... Um, Film. Film of the decade. That. What was your best t- uh, TV series? TV series yeah. of the decade. What best was your film. best character of the decade? Film. What was your best storyline of the decade? Oh yeah. What was your best comic book? Comic Remember book we do comic books here. If you can think of a comic book that you enjoyed from this decade, and it shouldn't be that hard because yeah. there have been some fucking There's great comic some books. fine comic books. I'd imagine Saga will be topping a poll somewhere. We'll do a poll, Ben. You'll do a poll. I'll I'll be doing the polls. Oh, looky me. Um, <laughs> your best Conan of the decade. Yeah. Just joking. It's Conan the Barbarian, the new series from yeah. Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, best podcast of the decade. Yeah. Not wink, to, wink, nudge, nudge. Not, it's, not this one. It's us. Um, yeah, no. Let us know what you thought of the decade. It can be any category, really, because we'll work it out into different categories. Give us your best of the decade, Best lads. of the decade. Yeah, what did you feel really stood out? What defines a decade yeah. for you? Also, Ben, tell the viewers about the thing they should be keeping their eyes out for. <gasps> We've got a bloody new podcast coming out this Wednesday. No, not that. Oh no, sorry. The thing. I've I've lost what this is. The thing that we did. Oh yeah, sorry lads, <laughs> sorry lads. It's only bloody, it's only bloody gonna been a Monday. Uh, check out our YouTube channel for some Christmas vibes. Get some, get some Christmas vibes from Michael and Ben. We might stick it on the uh, pod on the Facebook. Oh, a little bit of footy. <laughs> we might stick it on the Facebook again. as well. Um, for, all for over, the all people. over the Facebook. It's gonna be on Facebook. It's gonna be on YouTube. It's gonna be look. Send it to a pal. Send it to a pal. Send it to a pal. Let us know what you think. Did you enjoy our Christmas vibes? Um, let us know what you thought of the whole thing. Get some Christmas vibes from Michael and Benjamin. Of course, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. How are you going to know where to send us all this stuff? How are you going to give us some feedback? Well, we're plenty everywhere, lads. Not uh, omnipresent. We're plenty on shomrabug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. I mean, tiny room in Irish. You can vote for it there for all your different things. You can't can vote. You? No, you can just submit. <laughs> uh, don't vote. Um, no, do vote. Oh, God. Uh, are you going to do a poll? We can embed a poll. We're going to have to start doing some polls. All right, we can embed a poll if you know how to do that. Yeah, I I can learn how to do that. Okay. (laughs) We're going to have to learn how to do that. Um, You can get in touch with us on Instagram. Yeah, we're not a big fan. Um, We have a new Italian demographic sliding into the DMs. So uh, (laughs) if you want to get on there and and have a chat, 
Uh, Instagram is the place to find us. It's Sean Rebug again. We're mm-hmm. on YouTube. If you're not listening to us on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. go give us a listen. Lads, we love presents here at the podcast, but we don't need physical things. We're in a tiny room surrounded by toys, which you could do Too instead. many toys, arguably. Bloody leave us a review leave us on a review. Apple Podcasts. That's a very that'll good give segue, us a man. super boost. A super boost. That can be your Christmas gift to us, mm-hmm. um, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to send me money in an envelope, you can. Just send me money in His an address envelope. His address is Ben Colopy. <laughs> ben Colopy at Shomer Bjorg, uh, Bloody Dublin. Um, yeah, anyway, that's it from us for this week, guys. Oh, sorry. If you hadn't had enough of us this week, listen to us on Wednesday when our new collecting issues are coming out where we talk about all about the amazing life of Spider Man by Chip Sadarsky and Mark yeah, Bagley. What's he doing? Bye. Bye, buddy. Ben does the end bit, and then I just hear it quietly, and then I have to try to think of something funny to say at the end. It's time to say goodbye.